Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Undercover Lover, the unofficial podcast of Love Island 2021. I'm Harriet Minter and this is the Love Island podcast for you if you've somehow found yourself voting for Toby and Chloe to win even though you spent six of the last seven weeks rolling your eyes every time they said anything or if for a millisecond you thought Liam's dad was a new islander and then you realise it's not just him who's too old to be on the show or perhaps you two have just spent over 60 hours of what was supposed to be the summer of love watching a load of 20-somethings try and work out what sexual shenanigan could possibly be defined as a master's degree and now you two are a bit sad to see them go. Joining me tonight, and I should emphasise that it is tonight, we're recording this directly after the live finale, there has been wine, is Love Island fan, Times Radio presenter, Evening Standard columnist, and one of my favourite women, Aisha Hazarika. Hello, Aisha. Hello, Harriet. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> How excited are you post Love Island finale? Quite frankly, how excited are you to be able to get evenings back? I, well, I, I just, I'm, I'm sort of like, I've got so many different emotions. I mean, I'm not even just excited. I'm like, there's like a new word beyond hysterical. I'm like hysterical. <laughs> like I'm in a state of heightened emotion so much. And even though I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to get my life back. I don't know if I want my life back, Harry. <laughs> None of us need to be reminded of the emptiness. That's the thing. <laughs> you know, when you say it like that and it's like 60 hours, you're like, oh my God, that is so embarrassing. But, you know, if if that is wrong, I don't want to be right. You know, I'm just putting it out there. Have you enjoyed this year's show? Do you know, I've absolutely loved it. But it was a slow starter for me. So I think you and I were like tweeting each other a bit. I didn't really warm to many of the characters at the beginning. I was a bit like, oh God, none of them seem to have a lot of natural chemistry with each other. But then it all just ramped up. And and actually, when they did the, the recap, I was actually thinking it's actually been a bit of a vintage series. It has been a really lovely series. And you know what? I do, for that slow start, I do blame COVID. Because I went to a wedding this weekend, the first big event I've been to kind of post-lockdown. And I was standing in the tent when you got your glass of champagne and you're doing the mingling bit before everything gets going. And I was like, oh my God, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> I've, I've forgotten how to have a conversation with strangers. And that gave me a lot of empathy for the Love Islanders. So I, I think it did take them a while to warm up, but I have genuinely grown to love some of them what have been some of your highlights 
So I think for me, a big highlight was the friendship of the girls and actually the friendship of the boys as well, but particularly the girls. I just think I know every year, like the girls do tend to get on quite well and the female friendship is quite a big part of it. But I felt like this year that was absolutely front and centre. And I think there was like a lot of really positive things. The friendships like were all brilliant, particularly between Liberty and, and Kaz. But I think the women were also good at supporting each other. They didn't really tear each other down, even when they were like pitted against each other as like the love interest. Like you remember when Millie and Lily um, met yeah. each other, listening to <laughs> Millie Vanilli. And uh, they, I, I thought that, so that could have been set up for like a real big bitch fight. And it just didn't end up being that way. I actually think the, the girls conducted themselves brilliantly and were very like inspiring apart from Faye losing it with Teddy which we'll probably talk about separately so I think for me that was a real highlight and the other thing I just loved Liberty as well so I feel like she's the spiritual winner of the show yeah I agree I mean I think we were kind of poised for Jake and Liberty win from the start really but then Liberty chose herself over a quick 50k, which I think we all know is the right and generally more lucrative decision. <laughs> um, um, so let's, we'll talk about Liberty in a bit. But of course, tonight, Millie and Liam crowned king and queen of the villa. Here is the moment they won. The winners of Love Island 2021 are Millie and Liam! <laughs> Now, bless Millie. I don't think she's ever, obviously ever watched till the end of an actual Love Island finale, <laughs> which who can blame her? I mean, they are quite dull. Because um, she didn't have a clue what was going on at that. Are you going to keep the cash or spit it moment? <laughs> it's suddenly, did you know, I think they should junk that bit at the end because it suddenly turns into like a sort of mad game show and everyone's oh, like no. really confused. I was, everyone was going, take the Millie, take the money, <laughs> Millie. Like tell him that that is like, you know, revenge is a bitch. And like, that's for Casa Amor. Um, but of course, she's so lovely. She was like, I choose love. I choose love. She was like very like sweet and very Millie on brand, like sweetheart of the nation kind of thing. But that bit is, don't you find though, Harriet, that like once you've kind of done post Casa Amor, it yeah. does get a bit boring. Oh, it slows down a lot. And, you know, they throw in random couples, obviously, whose names I'm now not going to be able to, Mary and Aaron and... Oh. Priya. Priya. Oh, Priya. Priya. Oh, very Priya. Um, so they throw them in and it's just it's just filling time. And actually, I think it should really be about a week to 10 days shorter and they just get to the end quicker. Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely right. It's like fix, it's like fixed term parliaments. They go on for too long, basically. <laughs> like the public have had enough. Like, We've had enough. Exactly. And also the, the, the final... It's so weird because we've invested so much with these couples, but the final is always like a little bit of an anti-climax, particularly that sort of um, last bit. But I, I mean, look, I really wanted Chloe and Toby to win because they were just so funny, even though I spent so much of the series really like hating Toby and just going, God, I can't believe he's just done that. But he had the most amazing resolution as a character. He suddenly, he suddenly kind of did this 360 and like became like the Kofi Annan and like new man of the, of the house. 
which was like quite amazing. What, I mean, what, what, I what did you loved think? Them. I absolutely love them. There's actually, I'm going to put a brilliant clip in here of Toby and Chloe talking about relationships. I just feel really sorry for Lib. That was the pinnacle for me. Oh. What? I used to look at them and think, I want that. Did you? It seemed like it was good. But we don't know what was underneath the surface. Obviously, the surface underneath the surface wasn't right. So you can hear Toby there basically saying he thought that Jake and Liberty were true love goals. <laughs> and then obviously, <laughs> they split up. And Chloe's just like, you what? Why? And I love that he has had this real, like, He's really learnt. He's really learned what it means to be in a relationship. He's really learned what it means to treat people with respect. And I do think, and I've said this on the podcast before, I do think he actually has quite a caring soul. Underneath all the testosterone and the sex glands, like he does have, like, he does. But what I think the quote that summed him up was, I think one of the family members when they came in, and I loved this so much, they said, um, they said, Toby came in here a toddler and he's leaving a teenager. <laughs> it wasn't like boy to man. It was like toddler to teenager. And everyone was like, yeah, that's amazing. Like he's grown so much, like grown so much. But they're such a joyful couple. I think they just naturally, even though they went through their kind of ups and downs. Yeah. And I just love Chloe's voice so much. I just think it's... <laughs> I love it love it <laughs> she sounds like she's been strangled the whole time I just I just really enjoy Chloe I actually think she's really smart I think she's really funny she has oodles of self-confidence which now I've met her mother I entirely understand where that comes from because I mean Shout out to Chloe's mother, who is the classic stage mother. Oh, <laughs> She's Chloe's put your daughter on the stage mom. and tell her how great she is. Didn't she say, like, you've been iconic? Oh, yes. And and at one point, didn't she say something like, something about how much sex, like, Chloe had been having on? I was thinking, if my parents ever came onto Love Island, they'd probably start beating me for the amount of, like, sex that had been going on. But I did think, you know what? Do you know the spin-off show we need, Harriet? We've got to have... The spin-off show, which is Teddy's brothers, Tyler's dad, Chloe's mum and Kaz's mum. That is the spin-off show we need. I would love it. I would love it. Um, I actually really loved most years. I'm not that bothered about me, the parents, but I really loved it this year because I thought actually all the parents were genuinely good value and really funny. So we talked a bit about Toby and Chloe. I loved their journey. I'm devastated they didn't win because I actually did put some money on them to win and it has not come in, which I'm very annoyed about. Let's talk about our third place couple, Faye and Teddy. Controversial third place, I think. Yeah, I'm really surprised that they came third. I I mean, I thought Kaz and Tyler were like, you know, hot contenders to, to come first because they are kind of a very strong couple as well I was really surprised they came third but so I was kind of tweeting my outrage and quite a lot of people actually said well it's because Teddy was such a great guy that I think a lot of people just loved him so much that they voted for for him because he mm. he's kind of saved that couple and he's been the sort of glue that's held it together but there was also a lot of people kind of pushing back against me saying 
actually they did really um think a lot of fee like the brilliant sort of uh, dr ellie who does loads of stuff on kind of tv and stuff she's brilliant gp she messaged me saying actually no fee's this you know very vulnerable character and it was great Mm -hmm. that she'd apologize i mean i feel very mixed about fee i definitely think she's obviously very fragile and i think she's had some terrible relationship stuff but I don't think that gives you the right to be that emotionally abusive to somebody. And I think it's not healthy, whether you're a man or a woman, to to be that abusive to somebody. I think that just it's not good in a relationship. And I don't think we should be sort of saying it's OK because you've been hurt to be really abusive to somebody. I think that's like a bad vibe. I don't know if she should have been on the show, to be honest. Well, so I, I mean, I personally agree. I'm not sure she should have been on the show. And I think that... I'm not sure how rigorous ITV's psychological checking is. I also think there's an interesting kind of message that was coming through in the finale, and it sort of came through a little bit with Millie and Liam, you know, where we're all saying, like, Millie, don't give him the 50K. He cheated on you. Like, make him work for it. (laughs) But it was like, he's done a bad thing, but he's apologised for it, even though his entire, you know, romantic speech show was essentially him saying, here are all the bad things I've done. Here I am being sorry for them. So therefore, it's okay. And it is right that's this is how the world works we do bad things we learn from them we apologize we are forgiven we move on but and this came really strongly for me in Faye and Teddy we then have to learn from them and really watching Faye tonight I was like I'm not sure that you have learnt, my love and I don't think she's going to until she actually gets out and sees the clips and there's there is a point of her when she was watching kind of the highlights and she saw herself screaming and she did kind of look quite shocked. But I don't know that she understands that that isn't okay. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And what I thought was really interesting is when the families came in is that her sisters yeah. really glossed over it, didn't it? They were like, oh, no, yeah. it needed to be said and you were just really fiery. Whereas Teddy's brothers were like, that no. was horrendous. And yeah. um, there was a clip of them, I think, on one of the, the sort of After Sun show, basically saying this is like kind of not OK. And it was quite tense when they all came together. And she was like, oh, I'm a bit of a nightmare, am I? And they were like, yeah, you you really, really I are. loved them for that. I really love that they didn't try and make it OK. They were like, yeah. no, it wasn't. That was not good. Yeah. I just wonder, like, if... I suppose what's going to be really interesting, because you are right, okay, you're totally right, Harriet. We all we all make mistakes, like nobody is perfect and, you know, you can't just yeah. sort of, you know, you want people to have redemption and learn mm-hmm. and have a second chance. But I suppose it's just, um, I hope she does, but there is part of me that really fears for Teddy in the outside world because yeah. he's a very hot guy, right? He is going to mm-hmm. have women sliding into his DMs left, right and centre and she could easily absolutely lose it again. And I actually felt her level of aggression was so much. Yeah. I almost felt it was going to border on something physical. I did too. I was, as, Faye strikes me as the sort of person who thinks there is absolutely nothing wrong with throwing things at people. Yeah. And yeah. that is just not, that doesn't work. It's not okay in either the villa or in the real world. But in the villa, you're in a controlled environment. And all it's going to take is one or two pictures of Teddy at a PA in some nightclub surrounded by a load of women and Faye to have had one or two many drinks because that was the other thing I really noticed was I do think there's like, I mean, like, you are not good on alcohol, my love. And that is a horrendous physical fight that is going to blow up probably in a public arena yeah. and scar both of them for life. And yeah. that's 
um, what I do hope comes from this experience for her is that I hope actually ITV do take their kind of psychological support seriously and she is going to see because you know the other thing that's going to be really hard for her is she is going to see the whole backlash as she comes out of the villa so she's gone oh I came third and we must everyone must think I'm really great she's going to go outside and realize that's not the narrative that's been happening um and I think she is going to find that really really difficult I could not agree more I think she more than anybody is going to need the most psychological support because I think she is going to have a really really tough time and I think she definitely needs a lot of look whether ITV provide it or whether she does it herself I think she definitely needs a lot yeah. of therapy and she also needs somebody to explain lip liner to her <laughs> as well <laughs> I just they have makeup artists in there what was going on I do not understand like it baffled me I would look at it it was like a thing of wonder it was like I was like I've never seen anything like it in my life it was amazing it was like she sort of, she sort of dipped her lips in gravy I was like what <laughs> why why and also the thing about her is she's when they had the pictures of her in the little diary room and she didn't have any makeup on she's gorgeous she's absolutely gorgeous yeah. um I mean personally I think she could dial down the sort of lip filler but she's gorgeous and then she'd sort of put all this so I do hope I hope someone do you remember there was that show that did a kind of make under I think oh. somebody needs to give her like a make under and it wasn't called this but it was based on the concept of shag marry or kill wasn't it yes 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 not marry avoid that was it yes yes that's it <laughs> good good reference from like in terms of all our knowledge of trash tv good oh good. so deep so deep <laughs> <laughs> Let's round off the final four and talk Kaz and Tyler. I mean, I was actually really, was I surprised? I don't know if I was surprised, but I was certainly a bit sad that they did not make it into the top three. Yeah, me too, 100%. I think Kaz was absolutely brilliant. I think along, I mean, so so many of the women were great, but I think the standout women were, um, you know, Chloe, Liberty and Kaz. Kaz was so smart. She was so beautiful as well and just so articulate and sassy. And it was also brilliant to see a a kind of black woman just flourish in the house and just be this like queen and everybody, everybody loved her. And it was great. I think that's like the first black couple that have ever made the sort of TV final on on Love Island and so I was like oh my god but I'm disappointed they were not in the in the top three but I think she is going to be a big big star after the show I noticed that Boohoo had done a tweet about how amazing she looked in that blue dress right at the end for the sort of ball the the Love Island ball and you know what I think she's gonna I think she's gonna hoover up contracts I think she's gonna be a big brand in her own right I think she's got real star quality to her I think so and I think she's also um she's got huge likability right she's got huge likability which is so often I think not even underappreciated it's so often ignored in black women Right, yeah. So we ask you either to be the angry black woman or to be the overly bouncy, bubbly, lovely. Yeah. And Kaz is just like, she's like, I'm just, I'm just your mate. Yeah. I'm just your mate. And that I think is really, I really loved her for not feeling like, okay, I'm going to try and be really bubbly and sweet and so nice and so lovely and so overpleasing. She was like, no, I am 
who I am in a whole 360 degree and I will own the space to be that and I loved it yeah and I thought she was a very I think out of all the characters although Liberty had like an amazing journey I mean Chloe was just like fun the whole time but Liberty went on this real journey I think Kaz had real range to her because she she could be really bright and bubbly and, and be like the kind of sister to a lot of people. And she was very good at sort of being the, the friend. But when she needed to be like the bombshell, she could absolutely yeah. be the bombshell. And she the way she got Tyler back, I mean, she was devious, but it worked. <laughs> you know, the way she treated that poor Irish guy, Matt, was like an absolute <laughs> disgrace. But we were like, yeah, kind of, you know, go for it. So she could also have like, she proved she had like a sort of badass, ruthless side to her as well. And she's so clever. I think out of everybody in the house, she is so, so savvy. I know everyone like Priya was clever because she's a doctor and everything. But like, Priya had zero personality. Priya just was like, I so can we just say one thing about diversity? Like this year, it was very, very good. You know, amazing, brilliant, brilliant black women in the final, lots of black men in the final. Uh, us Asian people have not had a good run on Love Island recently. <laughs> us brown people, like, oh, like, there was one brown girl at the beginning. She basically didn't Shannon. Even make it. Shannon. She was Scottish as well, like me. So <laughs> Scottish Asians do really, really badly on Love Island. Basically, if you're Scottish or you're Asian or you're Scottish and Asian, I would get, I just would, I'd get like dumped like, like in five minutes on, on Love Island. And there's hard, there's never any Asian men on Love there Island. never any Asian men. And I find that really, like it's such a missed it it's such a missed opportunity for some like I mean unfortunately slightly shoved in diversity but um there is this stat which is like on dating apps the male profile that gets the least amount of matches is Asian males I know it's because our it's because our mums won't let us it's our mums <laughs> won't let the boys do it you're like no 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 no. but that could have been an amazing opportunity to change that stereotype mm, I know I know all the boys are too busy studying to be doctors this is like the problem this is the problem or IT like this is the problem Harriet this is the problem such nice boys such nice boys such nice boys but um yeah th- but it does need to up its diversity on the Asian front <laughs> maybe next year let's see who we can get in for next year so let's talk about a couple of key themes from this year's show. So I absolutely agree with you. The biggest one for me was the friendship between the girls. Um, I think Love Island has typically had quite a few bromances. It's had you know, Kem and Chris. It loves that kind of boy banter type of humour. Um, but actually this year it was the girls that were really funny and had a lot of the chat and really took up and owned the space. In particular, obviously, Kaz and Liberty. Here they are having, oh, my moment of the show when Liberty tells Kaz that she decides she loves herself too much to stay. You know, I might not have found love or the love that I thought I had at first, but I found self love. Yeah. And you can't let someone love you or fall in love with someone until you love yourself inside and out. And I feel like Love Island has been that for me. Yeah. You're literally one of the strongest, most beautiful and challenging people I've ever met in my entire life. Casual liberty there, just being, oh, the best friends. I love it. it. As you say, see, for me, like, it wasn't really about the 
so the big romance me that I just loved was Toby and uh, to- Toby and Chloe because just because they were so funny. But instead of the romance for me, it was all about the romance. It was it was the women coming together and a hundred percent Liberty and Kaz's friendship was absolutely gorgeous. It was life affirming. They were so cute together because clearly they're from very like different backgrounds and stuff but they were just like sisters in there and it was so lovely and I loved that um they're different backgrounds different ages and they're quite different well I'm gonna be honest love liberty they're different intelligence levels (laughs) (laughs) but actually like they were they never had they could have had a real older sister younger sister relationship and they never did like Kaz took liberty as seriously as liberty took Kaz and that equality between them and that support and fun and humor was just i i thought it really showed the best of female friendship yeah you're so right because they they really respected each other equally yeah. didn't they there wasn't like one was a high status and one was sort of looking no. up to the the other one or you know they didn't have that thing where like one was always like kind of slightly gently teasing the other one it was a really lovely equal equal friendship it was like the best of of friendships and liberty deciding that she was going to choose herself over a boy I think was I mean I think it was the Love Island storyline that I and every other woman who spent a significant portion of her adult life single has been waiting for yeah it How was, did you feel about it? I just thought it was brilliant. I thought it was iconic. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I didn't think it was going to happen. So um, because they sort of had their moment where they split the night before and then they did a wee, you know, sneak preview to the next day and they were on the boat. And yeah. I was thinking, oh, well, obviously they're, they're going to get back together. Of course they can, of course they are. And then, and by the way, I think if they had stayed together, they they might have had a good chance of winning because- Oh, know, I think they would have won. Yeah, like Liberty was so popular. They were very popular as a mm-hmm. as a couple. And obviously they had that, you know, early mover advantage. Like, you know, if you get together early as a couple in Love Island, like you, you your chances yeah. of doing like Jack and Danny and, and all those kind of things. But um, when I actually watched it and then she was like, nope, it's um, and I want to leave. I was just like, wow, this is brilliant. Like we never see this kind of, because the whole thing is going to Love Island, find a man, find your nirvana and be happy. And of course, it never works out. Whereas here was a completely different script, which was come into Love Island, meet a guy who you think you really like. He treats you a bit shittily and you go actually not having it. And you realise you learn so much about yourself. You learn about self-worth. And actually, the love you find is for yourself and for your brilliant female friends. I was like, that is such a modern narrative. Like, we don't hear that very often you know the dramatic narrative is still as you say Harriet meet a man fall in love be in a couple be in a Mm -hmm. sort of heteronormative couple and have two kids like that is the kind of narrative that still dominates society so I thought it was amazing loved it I also loved the message that it gave to the men right so I one of the things I love about Love Island the reason I do this podcast is because I do think every year it throws up 
kind of key discussion points around relationships. And, you know, I think at one point I said that I've learned the most about relationships from Love Island. I'm, you know, I don't know. It's totally true, but it's definitely partly true. Definitely. definitely. <laughs> you learn so much. Of course you, you do. Just, learn it's so it's much. human anthropology. Exactly. Um, but I think but sometimes it gets quite big, right? So we had the year, I can't remember when Adam was, two seasons ago, Adam, and he ended up on a woman's aid poster for an example of gaslighting. It's quite, we tend to take the quite big issues. We have Faye and the abusiveness this year. But actually what I think we really saw in Liberty and Jake was this very clear message, which is like, it's not enough to just turn up to a relationship. It's not enough to just turn up and say, you are my girlfriend. It's not enough to put a bracelet on someone's wrist. You actually have to invest in it. You have to put the effort in. You have to actually think about how you speak to that person. You have to think about the impact you are having on that person. And that actually a good relationship is work. And if you are putting in more work than the other person, that's not a relationship to stay in. And I think very often on Love Island, I have felt the relationships have looked quite imbalanced, or at least the emotional connection has looked imbalanced. And what I loved about Liberty saying, actually, sorry, Jake, this is not going to work for me, is that was a really clear example of a good relationship takes work. And if the work isn't being done, I am not staying in it. Yeah, I love that. I, I, that just brilliantly, brilliantly, brilliantly put. And again, that's a really important lesson to learn mm. in relationships. And I think you and I have both discussed this. We've discussed this on this podcast. We've discussed it on Twitter, and we've discussed it ourselves, just as friends talking. Yeah. That is why I think love violence is so important. I mean, I get, and you must get the same. How? Oh my god, I get so many grumpy men, mainly men, <laughs> tweeting me going, "I can't believe you watch this. I can't you know? believe you watch it. Oh my god!" And it's like, "Oh, what do you? Why are you doing? Why are you watching this for?" And it is because it is the closest thing that a lot of people have. At, you know, all ages, particularly you know, women, particularly in terms of learning about relationships. And I tweeted that, and actually, what was interesting is a lot of men came back and said I agree but actually it teaches men a lot about relationships Mm. as well and I think the point you made about Jake was so interesting because the thing about Jake's story is he thought he absolutely had it in the bag so he he put put 100% and he thought he was the king of the the villa Mm -hmm. and he was the absolute winner he was a kind of like daddy of the villa because he put that brace on you're my girlfriend you're my girlfriend and he goes off to Casa Amor and he can be the sort of moral you know he's morally superior because he's not cracking on to anybody but he thinks that just because he's done that he's as you say doesn't have to do any work doesn't put a shift in and so when she turns around and says I don't want to do this anymore he literally his he, he you can see he still hasn't got his head around it he has still not computed yeah that she has called time on this relationship because she's not happy with the way he's dealt with, even though he's, but in his head, he's still like, but, but I made you my girlfriend. I made you my girlfriend. I got you the, the bracelet of, of magnetics. And, you know, it's, and I thought that was incredible. The other thing that I loved about it is normally when there's like a split up like this. And I do think if I'm really honest, Liberty did want Jake to fight for her. Yeah. Definitely. And he didn't. And I think she, even though she ended it sort of on her terms, I think she will be quietly devastated that he didn't fight for her. However, what was brilliant is often when you see these relationships break down, the woman always looks downtrodden and hysterical and really upset and she's the wounded one. Whereas Mm. I think what was so interesting about this dynamic is that A, she sort of had the power in it 
she was not the sort of victim of of him being crap. She had harnessed her own power. And I think that is another quite unique thing. I love that. I love that we had women harnessing their power on Love Island. That's so really good. Harness your power <laughs> along with your underboob. <laughs> I did love your tweet earlier. It's been the season of the underboob. It really has. Yes, like, I mean, sometimes when did I have that to become of, a thing? And gra- what's happened to gravity? Like, what does gravity? <laughs> is that not a thing anymore? Does that not? Is, it does. Was Isaac Newton wrong? Like, you know, was, was I the, mean. I don't know about you, but sometimes I look down at my chest and I'm like, where have my boobs gone? And it's not, they're still there. They're just so far down. I can't see them anymore. Yeah, they're like sliding right down. I know. It's just like, what, what, what is this kind of, you know, there's no sort of, yeah, it's, it's amazing. It was, it's definitely been the season of, of, of the underboob. I mean, if I was showing off my underboob, I'd just be showing off my knees. <laughs> <laughs> there's that great, the greeting cards where there's an old lady going, do you want to see my tits? And she basically just lifts her skirt up over her knees. <laughs> if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So I don't even know what season of Love Island this is. I've got completely thrown by the winter. It's seven. It's seven. seven. So have we got a seven year itch? Is it past its best? Good question, Harriet. (laughs) Good question, because I have been pondering this and I think we might, might be at that stage. I think it needs a bit of a revamp because we even talked about it earlier. Like we know the rhythm of the series now. First two weeks, really, really boring. Then it starts to get interesting. Then it really Mm. halts up. 
then they go to Casa Amor, then it's box office and then it's downhill from there. So we know the rhythm of it. So what do they do? Keep doing that every year or do they mix it up? Or if they mixed it up, would it not work so well? But I do think they have got a bit of a, they have got a situation on their hands now about what they, how they keep it fresh. What would you do? obviously I'd get some brown people in obviously yeah. <laughs> um, I'd get uh, oh, I don't know I do you know what I really don't know because the Casa Amor device obviously works really well because it's so every, good yeah every year it just delivers doesn't it as uh, Louis Walsh used to say on the expat it's like the postman it's like the it always delivers it's like the postman it always delivers Casa Amor always delivers um, but I don't know what would you do? I mean, I think Casa Amor, you can't get rid of that because it's such a great device. But what would you do? You can't get rid of Casa Amor. I mean, I might, I think you've got kind of two routes to go down. So you can either go down the relationship route or you can go down the game show route. So you could go down the game show route and maybe kind of throw in some more things. So throw in things like, I can't remember what other dating show does it, but it's sort of like, you know, a week to, you can stay with your partner or you can get 25 grand and leave, which are you going to do? Or sort of more of those types of devices. Or you could go down more of the relationship route. And I've talked about this on the podcast this year already, but like Too Hot to Handle on Netflix, highly recommend, um, actually kind of does a lot of relationship coaching with uh, with the contestants. So actually it puts that personal journey front and center. And I think what we've seen about Love Island that sometimes the producers don't get, I think, is that actually the stuff the public really love and really buy into is the personal stories, is the growth, right? Mm. It is the journey, the J word, it is the journey. And it is also that kind of fun, humorous bit. So on Saturday, uh, Saturday nights, yeah, Saturday nights when they do the kind of outtake show, which I try not to watch because I do feel like one has to put limits on it. But- <laughs> Harriet, that is hardcore. Even I haven't watched that. I mean, that is, you're like one of those people that watch people sleeping on Big just, Brother when I, they stood oh up, like God. watching people sleeping really with did. the birds was, tweeting. I was just like, put it down. Turn, turn the TV off now. Turn the TV off and go have I a love life. it. I love it. Um, but like those bits where they show, people, show them being funny, you realize actually a lot of the islanders are really funny not Liam, but, you know, the rest of them. And that is the sort of stuff that I think if I was a producer, I would almost be trying to make it less of a game show and more of a reality TV show. I'd, mm. I'd maybe be kind of throwing in some of the writers from TOWIE and <laughs> seeing what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because people do like that. I think some. I think you're right, because I think sometimes people just assume that people just like the drama of, let's be honest, yeah infidelity and when there is a reality tv show based on love infidelity is the thing that makes it box office whether it's married at first sight whether it's Mm -hmm. you know love is blind whether it's what it is the it's the element of jeopardy in terms of the yeah will they won't they and are they going to get back together but then if you look at for example the the story of like you know chloe and toby i mean i could just watch i could watch hours of them because they're so funny and that is great to watch and i feel like we didn't see enough of of that side of things i think you're kind of right but i i do wonder i mean they're definitely going to do another series and, and she said that but i wonder how they will uh freshen it up again and also i wonder what they will think of because they did to be fair come in for a lot of criticism about the mm-hmm. so teddy and fee obviously you know very difficult when he first came back but then with that kind of movie night thing, you know, yeah. I felt that what they did was really 
it was I thought explosive. that was really bad, actually, given yeah. that he did nothing in the grand scheme of things. I yeah. actually think Tyler got away with a lot because I would say out of all of the men, he was literally like, you know, game on from the second he arrived at Casa Amor. Yeah. And they didn't really play that. So I did think the I did think the producers did cross a bit of a line. And then of course that that led to that epic meltdown um with uh Faye and Teddy. So I just wonder if they might even reflect a bit on that because just to look back what we were saying, she's gonna get so much abuse for that you know there is a darker side to all of this um yeah so I wonder if they'll think about that for the next series so one of the things that always happens around this point in the show is that lots of journalists start writing lots of think pieces about why we are in fact the audience of the bear baiting or you know we are throwing the gladiators in the ring and that actually it's us the two um for want of a better phrase middle-aged women <laughs> watching oh, it how dare you know it and as you say that highly the, us perimenopausal women <laughs> oh my god. honestly when you put on your twitter the other day she's like a middle-aged woman i was like oh my god if i she's middle-aged i'm middle-aged how is that what no you know i did get a lot of women who are already going stop calling yourself middle-aged because i refuse to call myself middle-aged i was like okay that fair enough fair enough i'm gonna stop doing that um but like we're still watching it. Do, do we need to be reflecting on our own behaviour? I know, I know. Well, do you know what I had? I went out with some of my more youthful friends, <laughs> friends Harriet, my sort of younger lady friends, and one of them was watching it. But the really young one, who is like like a wee sister to me, she very very gorgeous, very cool, very cool. She looked yeah. at us in absolute disbelief, particularly me, and she was like why do you watch this? And I was like, because it's really good fun and it's really interesting and I learn a lot. And then she said something which, it was like a it was like a knife through my heart, Harriet. She went, actually, why are you watching this? Because she's like, I am way closer to them in terms of age. And even I think, like, I can't connect to them because they're so young. How on earth can somebody like you connect with them? And I was like, all right. <laughs> I suddenly at this point, felt like dame maggie smith you know i suddenly had like morphed into that but but maybe it is older women that because on my timeline it is a lot of older women that really love it i mean i do do you know what i i have a theory about this i have a theory and my theory is that actually the younger generation are just smarter than us (laughs) they're smarter than us And actually, because of us, because of the pioneering work that we have done, Aisha, they have not been the recipient of as much toxic masculinity, diet culture crap, weird upskirting photographs of the noughties that were considered totally normal, the treatment of Britney Spears that we all normalized. They haven't had that as normal. And so they don't have as much to learn as we do. We've paved the way. So we've paved the way, but now we're still doing our learning. We're still, we're still, well, we're, we're always, somebody said to me, we're always eternal students, aren't we? And you must always think you're eternal <laughs> students. But it is, it is, it is really fascinating how I think that, um, that a lot of older people like it. But maybe I, I also quite like it because A, I'm never ever going to be able to wear 
a swimming mm-hmm. costume or the whatever it is they wear, the dental floss that they wear. But the yeah. other thing I quite like is that I, I feel like I've had a holiday watching it because I feel like I'm getting vitamin D through the screen without getting any of the sun damage to my skin. And <laughs> and I feel like when I watch them all like with their sin, like skin sizzling in the sun, I do feel really anxious for them. I'm like, think of all the damage you're doing to your beautiful skin. And I feel like someone needs to say to them, get in the shade, get in the shade. I mean, I but, just worry they're actually going to melt most of <laughs> and, the, and as somebody said as well the thong the rise of the thong is another thing. It's like, what is what is going on but um but I do think for all the snobbishness around it and all that I can't believe you know as an intelligent woman who's you know a kind of really political person why you would sort of watch it I think people have got to just get over themselves a bit like love is always an enduring theme and it also just shows as much as we think we're super sophisticated, as you said earlier, we don't have love and relationship and sex lessons. Mm-hmm. We yeah. never had them sort of growing up. We still don't have them now. I think lots of younger women are maybe kind of more open about it. But there is, I still think, the the way men and women interact with each other when it comes to love, lust, relationships, it's enduringly fascinating because we know, we think we know everything about it, but we really don't. And we, we just want to try and decode it and we want to demystify it. What there is an argument with, and I, I do see this, is it is very, it's very straight. You know, somebody did a tweet yeah. saying it's, it's, it's straight island over tonight. And it is very, very, um, you know, heteronormative, you know, traditional in terms of boy meets girl and all, and all the kind of, I mean, one of the things I do hate, though, I've got to say is, this is the thing that bugs me the most. Do you know when they do that awful thing where they both have to strip for each other and do like a sort oh of... Oh, God. Oh, God. That's, that's got to go. I can't watch it. it it's horrendous. <laughs> I can feel my like... I thought I was having a hot, a menopausal hot flush when I was watching it. But I was like, no, it was just the waves of shame and embarrassment. <laughs> also i love that you can see who's practiced and who hasn't i've got a text we've got a text or a whatsapp message or or a tweet you know it's the bit of the show where we find a tweet meme post that we think is particularly on point i've actually got a few this week because obviously it's the final show um so first is from shante j and she says no i want what chloe and toby have please there is nothing sweeter than chaotic crackheadery love (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just you know that I honestly think they are going to be married and divorced by the time the next season runs around I can 100%, see that happening for them 100% they need their own spin-off show don't they they really really do we need oh, to see them a, that would we be a great ITV spin-off yeah they're commissioning that now I'm sure they've got to um Maz says well this show has actually been a roller coaster if I could commit to a life goal like I've committed to Love Island I'd achieve so much <laughs> Why can I not commit to any other podcast like I can commit to this one? Why is it so hard? <laughs> Do you know what? I could have written that second. Like I was, I wanted to write a book for ages. And if I just put the side, I, I mean, the number of things we could have done in our time. But anyway, but would you, would you have it any other way? No, of course we wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, I don't think, I don't think there is anything that gives me, um, as much sort of true guilty pleasure joy as a bit of Love Island on a Friday night. It, it just makes me happy. 
Absolutely. Um, that is a definition of happiness. And sometimes if I've been, like, there was a couple of weeks where I was really, really busy and I couldn't see, I missed quite a few during, I had to stay off social media yeah. and I had to mute like Love Island. And then <laughs> the best thing anyone told me to do was to pay, you know, to go ad free on ITV Hub. Oh, it's life changing. Oh, it's amazing. I mean, yeah, I felt like this is, this is living the life. You I feel thought. like royalty, don't you? you? Do. Like, this I, is how the queen watches TV. I did. I was like, I have made it in life. I have made it. Because it was a Friday night and I had like three episodes to catch up on, all ad free. And I was like, nice bottle of wine. I was like, yeah, this is living. This is living. We could be heroes. And finally, let's do our heroes and villains of the week, actually, of the series section of the show where we decide who we'd couple up with and who we'd dump I've I've looked at my notes I haven't got anyone oh I'm gonna think about this quickly um Aisha who you can have the whole series who would you couple up with oh who would I couple up I'm gonna couple up with Kaz I think yeah great pick (laughs) just because she's so great I just think I'm gonna have a great time with her I think she's just gonna be none of the boys I'm sorry they would none of them did it for me at all like on that level yeah I'm gonna couple up with Kaz 100% do you know what I've just realized I am coupling up with Chloe's mum I'm coupling (laughs) up with Chloe's mum I need that level of cheerleading in my life on a daily basis (laughs) iconic darling iconic (laughs) iconic I love what you said about being a stage mum. Cla- <laughs> you're so right, like classic stage mum. She was uh, pushing. I mean, she was shoving the other kids out of the way. She really was. Um, <laughs> I said, who are you going to dump from the island? What do we need to get rid of? Who do we need to get rid of? Okay, I'm getting rid of that ludicrous bit at the end where they do the sort of like, you know, it suddenly morphs into like Wheel of Fortune and everybody looks like really confused or Mr. and Mrs. I'm going to dump that. And the other thing I'm going to dump is the, the the sort of lap dancing thing, which is just like that is like a crime against humanity. Like that is getting dumped as well. It's true. I am going to dump, um, I'm going to dump any of the competitions where they have to eat food from each other's mouths. Oh. It's so revolting. Oh my God. As they Bye. say in Glasgow, that gives us the book. Like that is <laughs> horrible, horrible. And do you know what? I, controversially, I think next year they should dump the theme tune. It needs a new theme tune. I'm over this one. Oh, Harriet, that's really uh, controversial. Boom, 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 boom. No. No, but oh, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't dump the, well, back up, back up, sister. Just, you can't just, dump the theme tune. That is a, that is a sign that it's iconic because everybody knows the theme tune. Do you think? I just yeah. feel like it's so dated now, but okay. I mean, it is. Next, maybe I, hold up. I have got a little tired this season of the um dreary version of 1980s songs they do in kind of ballad format with an unknown singer dragging it out like chloe with her vocal fry um (laughs) yeah i'm gonna dump the covers okay do you know the other thing i'm gonna dump well she's all coming out now (laughs) i think that baby thing is ludicrous (laughs) I think that baby thing is so horrendous. Really horrendous. I actually yeah. thought Faye was going to have an episode over the baby. I was getting really worried well, for the baby. I was quite worried for that baby. I, was, I, I really was. Social services are going to get called any minute. Like, this is going to take a very dark turn. The baby's <laughs> going to be like floating in the pool or something absolutely horrendous. Um, so, I think they should dump the baby thing. 
Ish, we're nearly at the end. What uh, what lessons, if any, are you taking from this year's Love Island? I am taking uh, changing the script about female empowerment in relationships and not being in a relationship. You know, the, the biggest, and it's so cheesy, but listen, you know, we all know it, but we still find it hard to to do no matter what age or stage you are at life. The most important relationship is the relationship with yourself and actually the relationship with your friends. And then... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. After that, you know, romantic relationships, you know, that's where that's what the order should be. And I think that is the big thing that I think Love Island taught us this year because because of the journey that sort of Liberty went on. And I think for all those girls, even if their relationships don't last, which let's be honest, they're not going to last they will all still be like big winners. They've all learned so much about themselves. They're going to go on to do great, great things. I think the big lesson for me was a very positive, female, strong, a female strength message. I agree. I loved that. I loved the female strength message. I loved the fact that actually all of those girls, for better or for worse, really were themselves. And also they took up space in that villa. They took up space and I want to see more of that in Love Island as it goes forward. That is all for this week. And in fact, this series, I'll be honest, every time Love Island ends, I swear I am not going to do this podcast again. But the second I hear that, I get a little thrill at the thought of Harry, reviving you have it. To. It's like a, there's like a bylaw. There's like a communications bylaw. It's in the Communications Act. Now it's been added in it's that Harriet Minter has it. to do her podcast. This podcast is so amazing. And thank you so much for having me on. It's like, it's like therapy. It's so good. I love it, my darling. Thank you for coming on. Aisha, if somebody wants to split a check for 50k with you, where can they find you? <laughs> They can find me on Twitter at Aisha Hazarika. They can read to me in the Evening Standard and they can listen to me on Times Radio every Saturday and Sunday from 4 till 7. And a brilliant listener is too. 
thank you so much for staying with us for the whole show. We have loved having you listen. If you want to find me or couple up with me in between seasons, you can find me on social media at Harriet Minter. But to be honest, I couldn't leave you with any other line but this one from Chloe's mum. Chloe, I, I tell you something. You've been fantastic. I mean, darling, you have been iconic. <laughs> oh.